everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Insurance is very expensive, and it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, so make me one, and you'll see why. Text QUOTE to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect, and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. And here we are, the end of another podcast week. And this is a good thing because my voice probably needs a couple of days off with this cold. Welcome to the show. It's Steve along with Jimmy. It's the SWP, Tales of Sports and Whatever. Thank you to our fantastic sponsors, by the way. Our great friends at Jim K. Ford, Jason K., big fan of the show. We also want to thank Josh and Jer from All Insurance Ontario. Glenn from the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team could not do it without you guys, could not do it without our Patreon members, and could not do it without you, the good listeners. Thank you for being with us and, again, tolerating my terrible voice. James, how are things today? Well, the reason your voice needs a couple days off is because you you got a shitty voice. It doesn't sound very good. That's true at the moment. Are you saying that in general? Yeah, in general, like just sure, your voice yeah. is no good. Yeah. You have to, you have to fix it. You know, all sure. these years, I thought I should tell Steve, he's got to fix his voice. Yes, you know? okay, fair enough. I'll let all these uh, production companies that use me as a voiceover uh, that the, they shouldn't no. anymore because Jim doesn't like my voice. There you go. There you go. A little humble brag, not a boy. Good for you. Thank yeah, you. You're busy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, very busy. Yeah, I'm fine, Stevie. How about you? I've got, I've got a cold too, as a matter of fact. But yeah, uh, I'm tougher than you, so I'll be all right. No, you're I not. No, I need you're no weak. time off. Um, yeah, all good. All good. The Christmas decorations, Stevie. Mine are up. Uh, what, what's your gut feeling when you see your first Christmas decorations? Like, oh, fuck, it's Christmas. Or it's, oh, yay. Oh, yay, it's Christmas. My gut oh, instinct yay. is to say the place looks amazing, honey. Oh, that's your own place. I'm saying when you first see them, when you drive around, you know, there's always mm-hmm. someone who pops them up a little early. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm yeah, saying... I'm saying we're the first ones usually that I see in terms of Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. Yeah. I find this year, I'm like, oh, God, it's Christmas. <laughs> really? Oh, man, I look for it. It's my favorite time of year. I'll get the Christmas carols going in the next few days here. I'm all in. And our, and our house is completely decorated. We got the tree up. Oh, you we got it. We got it all going on right now. We've got, uh, I built a farmer's fence out back. Yeah. A couple of years ago, it's strung with uh, multicolored lights. Not the white ones. I like the fat, multicolored bulbs. My wife hated them at first, but she loves them now. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I grew up with. And uh, we got uh, the same bulbs all on the eaves troughs and stuff. So if you're anti-Christmas, you will not like my house right now. I love to tell the story every year, Stevie, at Christmas. Uh, a friend of mine. You know, back in the day, Stevie, you know, you're, you're, for you kids out there, which we often go to, Steve, you're, you're right. You know, we, we strung up lights, you know, on the eaves troughs and stuff like that, where there were no, no, no 
hooks, no latches. You know, you had to sort of make, figure it out yourself how you're going to hang these things up. You know, right? Uh, you know, on the eaves. I don't know. You had to. I don't know how we did it, but uh, it's a pain in the ass. You know, to get up there and get the ladder and do all that. Um, so a friend of mine, what he did, Steve, is he mounted them, the Christmas lights, on a sort of two by six. Okay, so you got a two by six, you know, board or two by, you know, two by six and uh or one one by six like a little you know a little thin plank okay one by six and he got a big long one okay and he just stapled the you know the the lights to that board right okay he stapled the lights to the board and then he 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 hooked the board stevie on a little hinge onto the you know at one end and at the other end onto the eaves trough and then uh he put them up for christmas and then when christmas is over and his wife said get the ladder get out there Okay, take them down. You just flip the board up, Steve, onto the roof. That's just possibly fl- the greatest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't, isn't that an amazing idea? Yeah, you got. I, I obviously I explained it well enough to get oh, the right. idea. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I use those stupid little plastic clips. No, oh, it's awful. Yeah, they're and you sort of snap them onto the east trough, and they and. The way they work is that the, the light bulb goes straight up in the air, almost like the bulb itself has an erection. Sure. Yep. And I don't know why I needed to explain it like that, but again, I blame I, my... I got it when you said it went straight up in the air. Yeah, I, you probably... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the problem there is that every year I've got to replace about, I don't know, if there's 50 bulbs up, I have to replace probably 30 of them because it allows for the snow to get in into the, uh, the base of the bulb where all the electrical mm-hmm. is and uh, basically all rusts out because of the water getting in there. What so it's the a hell? terrible idea. I like your no. buddy. He's got no. a, 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 if you, you can make a lot of, that's actually a marketable idea right there. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Totally. Just Why so they sell they're... them in strings like that? Why aren't they st- selling them in boards? Yeah. I always like that guy. He, was a, he had the great name. His name was Waldo. Waldo Ranson. Yeah. Did you wonder where he was? Well, he's dead. Well, that would be a terrible Where's Waldo book. He's dead. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so hard on people, Steve. They would well, never be able to thing, find right? him. I mean, this, where is he? Yeah. Traumatic for the children. <laughs> Different That's ways terrible. that Waldo has been murdered. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Waldo's dead. You know, see yeah. if you can find him. There's so many people. You'll never, you'll never know who did it either. That's the other thing. Right. So many people. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Let us get into things. Your pal Connor McDavid got sandwiched last night. I didn't like this hit. And we'll get to some Sens talk here in a second because the Sens got a 4-1 win over Buffalo. Wasn't maybe their best performance, but one of those deals where it's like, okay, they've lost enough games this year that they probably should have won. They deserved to get one maybe that uh, they didn't play that great in. Anyway, back to McDavid. Uh, The Oilers are not very happy about the hit on Connor McDavid last night in the Kings game. He basically kind of got sandwiched by two Kings. But to me, Alex Edler came in, and as McDavid is skating toward the Kings' blue line, it looked to me like he was really lining up a knee-on-knee hit on McDavid and was successful with it. Thankfully, McDavid was not injured, but I hated that hit. And so Darnell Nurse dropped the gloves, went after Edler. And uh, Zach Hyman, for example, says... You just can't do that. He accused Edler of doing it to him in the past. What did you think of the hit? Yeah, I'm 50-50. Yeah, you know. Really? Um, 
but but 50 50 on a knee on knee steve is is dirty mm. you know uh, it's um like like he didn't he didn't jerk his knee way out of the way like i've seen some bad ones you know uh, that are that are clearly clearly you're trying to cripple a guy uh flatten him um however however his i, I guess it does go out a little bit steve it was so fast right when it was, it was so quick to play like most are um when i see it in slow-mo though i'm like going you dirty prick you dirty prick uh you know so yeah i was 50 50 when i saw the standard tv view the angle you normally see when you're watching tv which is sort of a east west look at things right but looking north south kind of from the goalie's view and seeing edler from behind going toward mcdavid i saw a guy with his leg out like 15 feet before he got to mcdavid oh you did okay like okay. i just i mean it wasn't like it was but it was just he seemed to be angling toward the knee and it didn't look like he was in a body position where he's going to get him shoulder on shoulder or right up in the sternum or something like that it looked to me like a guy who was tracking that way because that was what he was aiming for. And uh, I hated the hit. And I think he should be suspended for it, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, cert certainly, first and foremost, certainly there's there's no doubt it's a knee-on-knee. Knee, oh, yeah. Okay? There, there's 100% his, you know, knee-on-knee. Knee. Uh, and Connor goes down hard from it. It's, I always thought, you know, the knee, you know, like, are you not risking your own knee? Yeah. He's going to get hurt. You know, I always thought, why, why would you do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think because your you know your leg is bent and braced, and if you have it in mind, uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna be in a position where this ain't gonna hurt my fucking knee at all. Okay, yeah. But it sure is gonna hurt yours. So, yeah. Um, you know, in a day and age, Steve, where they're they're trying to they're trying to side with with you know the victim of the hit uh, with the player safety board and all that stuff where. Um, you know, that was the whole idea of the thing to make the game safer and, and keep dirty shit out of the game. Uh, I, I, that, the, the part of me that's, that believes it's a knee on knee sets it back, right? It sets the whole idea back that we want to look after our players. Right. And, and, and maybe it means you can't, can't flatten a guy like you could in the old days. Right. But, uh, you, when, you, when I did see that, I'm like, you know, is, is no one sort of getting the idea here or we're not trying to wipe out players yeah. out of the out of the league, you know. Only Edler knows for sure his intent. We can't get between his ears and figure that out exactly. All we can do is measure out what we see. And I just didn't see a guy that was rolling up to Connor McDavid in the kind of body position one would be in if they're expecting to clean the guy out in a clean manner. I just I saw a guy that was tracking for a knee on knee hit, and Zach Hyman was frustrated about it. He said in an interview afterward with Gene Principe. He did it to me a couple of years ago, exactly the same play. I was out for two months, and, you know, he just did it to Connor. Same thing. It's an extremely dangerous play. So, honestly, just based on the video evidence, and, again, I have no idea what Edler was truly trying to do there, that looks like a suspendable play in my opinion. Yeah, well, you know, if I, I've got to practice what I preach. If I think the player safety committee, uh, you know, what, what they have to do is – give the guy a couple games for sure, right? If they don't, Steve, if they don't, you know, players are going to look at that and go, that, that's ridiculous, man, you know? You're, you're, you're trying to get guys not to be dirty. So they got to give the guy a couple games, Steve, if they're going to keep the thrust of this whole, we're trying right. to look after our players here, you know? And if they don't, 
then it's set way back. Then you might as yep. well not have a player safety thing. Yep. Err on the side of caution, I think. And you're also dealing with one of the truly elite, you know, mm-hmm. wherever you have McDavid, whether he's number one, if you hate, even if you hate Connor McDavid for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you still can't have him outside your top five in the league. So right. that's one of your truly elite guys. And you, you just can't ignore something like that. Right. Um, moving on, though. Yeah. NHL GM's meeting on Tuesday. They were talking about all kinds of rule changes and things, as they often do. And I, I don't know. It just To me, they just seem to be dealing in the trivialities. Like they're dealing with uh, rule changes uh, about puck over glass, which gave me pause for thought and got me encouraged because I think that should just be eliminated completely. But what they want to do is a video review to see if a player has shot the puck over the glass in the defensive zone. That's it. That's that's all they want to do. And uh, it, apparently, according to Colin Campbell, it comes up from time to time. But it's almost impossible to get the right camera angle and consistent TV replays on it. So they don't have replays on puck over glass. And I suppose that that would be at least a step in the right direction. Full-on elimination would be my first choice every day of the week. They are also talking about what? So hang on a minute. So yep. so why though, Steve? If, if, so you don't think it should be a delay a game if if a guy rips the puck over the glass to stop the play? Absolutely, I, I do not think it should be a delay of game scenario. I think it should be treated like icing. Icing is also a delay of game tactic. To me, this is an equal sin, and the sin should be treated the same way. You basically have the puck back in the zone where the defense tried to get it out, and that defense cannot change. Well, well, they do that anyway. What do you mean? Oh, no, you're, okay. No, they're calling a penalty now. Okay. Yeah, this is a penalty. Two-minute penalty, which is treated the same as, you know, often cross-checking a guy into the boards or something like mm-hmm. that. Just, you know, some really rough stuff out there that takes away scoring chances. And uh, this is the same sin. This is the same penance you have to pay. I just think it's moronic. Um, again, I, I don't think it's any different than icing and I don't think it should be treated any different than icing. So, or or give, or give a two minute minor for icing, (laughs) you know, makes the same sense. So according to you, then every time the guy gets a puck, he can just rip it over the glass. Well, I think he would. You're still trying to keep it in play, but if you rip it over the glass, it's not like there wouldn't. To get a stoppage. To get a stoppage. Right. Yeah. But treat it like icing. Icing is about getting a stoppage too. And the penalty for an icing right, is yeah. you, okay. you can't change. Okay. Uh, okay. Or right. or make or make it consistent. Be consistent in your moronic rules. Make it a two-minute minor for icing. At least then, while it would be moronic, it would be consistent. Even strength, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, one GM right, suggested reducing the penalty for a failed coach's challenge from a two-minute minor for delay of game to a lost timeout. And I guess the unintended consequences of that would be that uh, because the point of the penalty is to make sure coaches challenge only in obvious situations and to reduce the number of challenges because some of them do it just basically to get a timeout in a game. So, for example, if you, um, you know, you, you're always looking for timeouts, for example, when you ice the puck, you got guys out there who are exhausted, you might call a timeout once in a while. And so, anyway, they're, uh, they're looking at that as a possibility as well. And uh, the other one is kicking the puck. This is another silly one to me. They uh, they want to talk about the, what's what, what constitutes a distinct kicking motion on a goal. Whether or not a goal should count when a puck goes in the net off of a skate. 
Mm-hmm. And Campbell said, we've been dealing this, with this for 25 years. It's Groundhog Day times 10 on right. how to address a kicked puck. It's okay until it happens in the second round of the fourth game in the Battle of Alberta. There's going to be different opinions. Two million right. people north of Red Deer agreed with us. Two million people south of Red Deer <laughs> didn't agree with us. So right. how do we make the decision easier? And I think it's the easiest thing in the world to solve. If the skate comes off the ice, no goal. Otherwise, a goal. Boom. Right. That's how I'd handle uh, it. Yeah. If the, if the puck goes off the skate, no goal. Period. P- period. Because they're, they're allowing that now. They, they, you can do it as long as you're not directing the puck in. Yeah. Here, here's the... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't, you know. How, how many go in off a skate? I don't know. Four times a year? On yeah, different probably. Teams, you know, probably. I mean, it's not. So, so the way it is now, Steve, is you get, I don't know, two or three challenges a game. Uh, and if uh, when you throw the flag, as they do in the football, you know, the challenge flag. Or when you call for the challenge, you know, disputing an offside or something, because they called it. Uh, you know, they called it onside and you, you know, they scored a goal and you thought the guy was offside. So you throw the challenge. And if the guy's onside, do you, do, do you lose a challenge, Steve? Is that what the, is that what the, how it works now? Or you don't get a penalty for that. Do you? You get a penalty right now. If you're wrong. You get, really? You, you decide to coach, challenge a play. Yeah. You better be right. You're about wrong. It. So that's ridiculous. To- Okay, that that that's ridiculous that you get a penalty. I didn't. Yeah. I, well, that's I, I the, that's what's happening I, now. I didn't know that. I thought you just lost a challenge, right? So, but of course you can't just say lose a challenge because your third one, there's no there there would be no penalty then. There'd be no consequence if you challenge again your third. So that's ridiculous, Steve. Okay, that that it's a penalty. Um, you know the the whole idea of the challenge is to keep everyone you know, uh, out of absolute fear, the referees, uh, you know, that they, they're going to make a mistake the odd time, right? It's no, it's no big deal, right, that a, that a ref does miss a play. And when they do look at video review, that, that you know, it's overturned because he just missed it, you know. Uh, it shouldn't be a penalty. It shouldn't be a penalty. Give them, give them two or three challenges, Steve. And and what do you mean if you're wrong on the challenge, then you're going to be penalized? It's like, right. Well, I'm I'm only allowed a couple of challenges a game, uh, anyway, or or maybe three. Uh, I don't I don't. I, I, well, know, it's I unlimited. Actually, you can ch- you can challenge as much as you want. Well, then just limit the challenges, right? Then just limit the challenges to three. But it's not a penalty, you know. It's not it's not. But look, we want we want to be fair. We are going to miss plays. It's a high speed game. And we're and we're gonna miss some shit, okay? Right. So, go go ahead and challenge. You know, um, you know, in, in in a perfect world, Steve, in a perfect world, um, someone should be looking at some plays that are close, even if it wasn't the coach. If if they're in the war room, and say, you know what, they missed they missed a play there. You know, they 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 missed a play. Um, what's the difficulty is there? There's a lot of there's a lot of, you know sort of nebulous areas there steve you know where what was that a penalty was that uh, yeah. was it tripping was it interference you know so uh, the game does pretty well steve the game does pretty well at refereeing it but the whole you know if you made a mistake you made a mistake as a ref you know and, and you missed it no big deal no big deal well, that's how i feel um, about offside challenges they're so good the linesmen rarely miss anything yeah. in the way of offsides and and if they miss it it won't be by 
such a meaningful margin where the attacking team had any real advantage on the other team. What, what you want to prevent is guys standing beside the goalie while the puck's in the other end and effectively ice the puck to the guy who's standing beside the opposing goalie. That's what offside was brought in to protect, not to be a millimeter over the blue line that no one can see with the naked eye unless mm-hmm. you w- slow it down and waste everybody's time for 10 minutes. You know, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in with the idea of just, if it weren't for the fact that TSN and Sportsnet and all the broadcasters were showing the viewer all the slow motion replays perfectly, if we weren't seeing those, I would, I would be in favor of getting rid of it altogether. I think it would lead to less frustration when you watch hockey games if you didn't see any instant replays and you watched the game exactly the way the referees did. Well, and, and that being said, Steve, what, what really should happen is, and I think it does, is the, the referees should challenge themselves, okay? So the, the reason they don't is just because of the, of the you know, the, their reputation, right? Of, so if there's a close offside and that, res, that resulted in a goal, the, you know, the linesman's got to come over and go, you know what, I'm not sure. Let's have a look. It was very close, right? So let's have a look. You know, did the puck cross the line, Steve, on a goal? Did, did it cross the goal, the line, right? Well, they don't even the need to. Gotta go, huh? They don't even need to because there are assistant coaches who look specifically for that. If they have a goal scored on them and there might have been a close play, they'll always have, they'll always be at the ready to call down to the bench and say, you got to challenge that one because that was offside. They're looking right, for it. Right, but my point is the, the referees should be doing it. The referees should go, okay, look, that was really close. Let's have a look at that. Right. Right? And then you're not worried, you know, to, to keep fairness in the game and 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 you know we totally understand they can miss stuff you know so yeah without the the challenges you're right without the challenges for sure they they and they have that as to be able to access then for sure but again my point is they don't need to in in the status quo because the assistant coaches are taking care of that for them um because obviously they want to overturn every goal that they can if they can so but anyway i just like to see it gone i'm i'm I, I find myself as frustrated as I ever was, you know, with all these, you know, HD slow motion replays right. that make the referees in every sport look terrible when they didn't have the advantage that the viewer does at home. You know, right. I, I, right. I think I think we'd all enjoy the game better to just let the referees call it the best they can. Screw the re- replays in the arenas and stadiums. Screw the replays on TV. You know, show me the the great moments. But just don't show me the replays of the controversial ones. And I bet we'd all enjoy the sport a whole lot more. And it would be more spontaneous in the buildings as well. Something would happen and you'd feel fairly confident that you can rejoice it and go crazy and bonkers and the spontaneity of that without the idea that, well, let's hang on here. Let's wait a few minutes to see if we can safely celebrate to see if this thing's going to count or not. I don't think that's the nature. I don't think that's the spirit of sport. No, I think they should have the challenge. Look, look at, look. The same point I want to make is with baseball, right? When they brought it in, it's a, it was a great idea. It's too hard, you know. Is a guy safe at first? Okay, who 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 got there first? His foot or the ball? You know. Uh, so I, I think that's a great challenge, but I think it should be the umpires. You know, like just say, well, you know, look at boys. That was too close to call. Don't look at me. Right. Don't look at me. I made a call, but fuck, I don't know. It was way too close, right? Anyway, let us take a time. I think we should have video review. Yeah, I know you like it, uh, and I know lots of people do. So I know that uh, it's not a 
certainly nowhere near a universal take about that I have about wanting to get rid mm-hmm. of uh, instant replay and all that. Um, we'll take a time out of the program. I want to rant a little bit about the Toronto Stars' decision to rename the Lou Marsh Award. Not because it was a bad idea to rename it, but what they chose is a missed opportunity in my opinion. We'll talk about it after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! Let's get into it, Steve, before you die. Uh, you and I, for if people who don't know, we can see each other, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's video. Uh, I don't know if you use it, but so we have a, we have a mute button, which, uh, which, which I don't use very well, which, which I should, and, uh, but you do. And so I'm looking at you now uh, while I'm talking, and I see this, this, this absolute... I said, Steve's having a stroke. He's like, your your head went beet red. You had your, you know, your mouth, your hand up to your mouth, coughing. I went, oh my god! It looked like one of those cartoons when when a guy, you know, caught, the the head just goes plop and just expands. Yeah, yeah. rolling. I said, he's dying. He's yeah. dying. Yeah. What do we do uh, now if he's dead? I'm gonna have to do the show myself. Yeah, you'd bring it home. Yeah, I bring it home. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, hope, it is. Hope you're okay there. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, it, it is kind of funny because uh, we're using a Zoom-like application here to record this, as we always do, because you're in Edmonton and I'm in Ottawa, and right. we can see each other in HD. And uh, the good listeners just hearing the audio portion of all this, and like you talked about, you know, you hit that mute button, we can still see each other while we're talking. So the good listeners just hearing the audio, you and I, well, we're hearing the same thing, but the visual that we have of each other muting ourselves. And coughing maniacally, it's uh, it's quite frankly disconcerting when you get yes, down. Yes, it is. It's gross. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's totally. Gross. <laughs> hence no video. Hence no. Uh, yeah. Hence no live, uh, live video recordings of the podcast. Yeah, although people are clamoring for it. Uh, two oh, guys really? okay. deep into middle age. That's a that's that's a kind way of putting it too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're clamoring that. clamoring to uh, see us anyway. Uh, we know what Patreon members deserve some some love, so we're we're gonna get some video up there. Um, unless the Patreon members uh, have a protest and uh, sit outside my studio here in that lovely downtown Manitick with torches and pitchforks, demanding yeah. that the video stops. Anyway, we'll put some up. Well, they'd uh, miss this, Steve. They'd miss this. The, 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 you know. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the Lou Marsh Award being renamed? Uh, we we knew we we talked about this when it happened, because uh, Lou Marsh basically did, said a bunch of racist things back in the day. Didn't sound like the best guy in that area. So nobody's erasing history. They just continue. They just decided not to continue honoring Lou Marsh. That's it. That's all. I know that people will say cancel culture, denying the past, all that stuff. But I don't think it's that at all. So I agreed with the idea, and there seemed to be. 
because they had this big, because Toronto Star sponsors this thing, right? Keep that in mind. And there seemed to be no shortage of people that you could name the award after. Top of the list, Terry Fox. Mm -hmm. Almost Mm -hmm. everybody was chiming in with Terry Fox because I think we all agree so many things separate us. We all have different ideas about this or that. But one of the things that unites this country is our universal respect for Terry Fox. He's the best of us. He's the best of us. Right. So when coming up with an award, a name for the award of Canada's greatest sporting hero for the year, that would have seemed like a natural. What they decided to go with was the Northern Star Award. They held a big nationwide discussion inviting readers to participate in the process and a subcommittee looked at you know all the possible new names that were put forward by the public and apparently the best choice oh my god was the northern star award toronto star northern star and reading damian cox in the toronto star today i was like I needed a shower when I was done reading it, to be honest. You know, so it's like, let me just put this out here. Let's see. Um, The star received hundreds of suggestions for a new name, many of which honored specific individuals. But it was Pamela Butler of Seagrave, Ontario, a retired teacher who grew up in Toronto reading the star with her family, who stepped forward with the idea of the Northern Star Award. Come on, just a what a, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I you know. know. What a missed I've, opportunity. You know, that, yeah. That, that being said, some of the awards, Steve, that are named out there, um, you know, the Stanley Cup, the Grey Cup, uh, when, when I hear those, Steve, it's, it's, it's lost on me now that, that I, you know, the, the reputation of that person I, I i don't know who they are i forget so uh but i get it i get it you know if someone wanted to look into the name of it what does that mean the king clancy award or all the you know all this whatever whatever you know calder they're they're all named after somebody i guess so um you know the naming the trophy is a good idea right because people do they 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 begin to understand right mm-hmm. con Smythe, every you know everyone knows you know mvp awards and stuff like that um what 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 I'm on to now, though, Steve, and it has to do with the the very uncomfortable conversation about, you know, Sweeney with the Boston Bruins about giving the kid a shot who bullied uh, a handicapped kid. I, I, is it Dylan, his last name, Steve, the player we're talking about? Um, the player was Mitchell Miller. Miller. Okay, not Dylan. Mitchell Miller, um, Lou Marsh, you know, that these guys did stuff in the past that now has has ripped the the label off the, the trophy, you know, because of that. And um, if you did it today, Steve, that, then I don't I don't think there would be, should be an excuse for it as as an older as an older adult or um, you know or a, or a young kid. I think the world has done a great job in exposing what are wrongs, right? What what are what are unacceptable behaviors and 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 how organizations do not want to be characterized I, I i think that's i think people understand way more now steve that you can't go don rickles on everything okay that that you know if you if you watch that in the day stevie back then right um but but it was humor but anyway 
So I, I was saying a few days ago, Steve, if you start to do that with Lou Marsh, then then should 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 my principal or some of these school teachers where corporal punishment was, and I've used this before, so where corporal punishment was uh, acceptable, strapping kids on the open hand, you know, with a leather belt, you know, dragging people by the ear, spanking your children, uh, drinking and driving, Steve, back in the day, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, letting your children smoke, right? Like, 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 like back in the day, um, you know, should, should that behavior deny someone of a future, you know? Um, and, and again, you know, according to what everyone thinks about, uh, Miller, you know, he should not be, ever be allowed to play hockey again, you know? And, and so then I'm saying, well, then, then what you're saying, he shouldn't, he should never be allowed to do anything again. Right. Um, it is a tough one for sure. Because it's a tough uh, one, right? Uh, Lou, Lou Marsh, right? Would, would he do that today, Steve? Would he do it today? Probably not. You know, and, and I, I don't think he would, you know, I don't think he would. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned just keeping it in a trophy realm. You know, I think about the Stanley Cup, for example. It's named after Lord Stanley. That was a guy named Frederick Arthur Stanley, the 16th Earl of Derby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the Lord Stanley of Preston between 1886 and 1893, a conservative party politician in the UK who served as a colonial secretary from 1885 and 1886 and famous in North America for presenting Canada with the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. What do we think? I'm not going to point fingers or suggest that anybody's a racist, but what do we in our heart of hearts think that a Caucasian male from the UK in 1880, what do we think his opinions on race relations in all likelihood were? Right. Great point. And I, I think about the Stanley great, great Cup. Point, it's, right? it's absolutely my favorite trophy. I would, I would hate the notion of it being called anything else because since the time I, 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 I don't know, so one of my earliest memories, the concept of the Stanley Cup, it's been just such a big part of my life, the pursuit of it. Obviously, mm-hmm. I learned very early I was not going to directly pursue it, but I certainly, it meant so much to me every single season and year of my life. And so the idea of the Stanley Cup being called something else is immediately irritating to me. But if we're to put this concept of, right. you know, redoing everything, what what in all likelihood was the thought process as far as race relations of a right. man in, in 1880 from England? Sure, sure. Uh, so for, for a guy who probably said, you know, the, that, uh, separate drinking fountains for whites and black people, right? Separate entrances. They couldn't ride on buses, right? So if you supported that, okay, back in those days, then we, we got to rip your name off the trophy, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, there's other trophies, though, Steve, like, like the Lombardi, right, for, uh, you know, for the Super Bowl, Great Cup, like I'd said. But there's other trophies, Steve, out there that I don't think there's names after, you know, um, you know, if you win Wimbledon, I don't think the trophy's named. The Australian Open, those are all the majors. The French, I, I don't know the names of those trophies. The Masters, Steve, you get the green jacket, but I don't know the name of the trophy for it. Uh, the, the basketball, I, I don't know what it's called. I guess there might be a name for it. Uh, 
and and baseball you win the world series trophy you know so i guess in the end steve it's like okay take his name off there um but but what's wrong with here's the trophy and uh, you're you're the athlete of the year in canada you know i've i've and and that may sound well no the lame no, the reason I'm deciding that is because the name they did pick is stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't do anything for anyone, you yeah. know. I don't even think right? it's. Uh, I don't even think it, uh, you know, promotes the Toronto Star that much by having the word "star" in there. No, I, I don't get it at all. But uh, as far as the angle of going back that far and uh, and changing things around, here's how I feel about it. Yes, if you're presented with evidence of that kind of thought then you um, you have to take action right but but i i think it's too much work to be honest to go looking for it because right. i i have a feeling that this kind of thing would be a fairly commonplace way of thinking unfortunately when you look back at someone like lord stanley i mean he, i was talking about 1880 in terms of that's when he was in office right um he was born like in 1840 right what are the ideals of a Caucasian male in growing up in you know his formative years, 1840s, 1850s, like you were almost taught at that age to be a racist. I would imagine. Right. right. Good. So. Good point. You know. Um, you know, it's the same thing, Steve. You don't have to go too far back where it was acceptable that we we don't hire women. Right. No one. No one threw anyone in jail for that. You know. No one. Uh, you know. I'm. I'm I mean, it's not as severe as some of these this other stuff, but you mentioned but, the masters. You know, if you, yeah, there you go, there you go, right? So, if if you look at the history of a company who's sponsoring something, and they had a policy that we, you know, we we just don't we don't hire women, they can't handle the job. That was totally acceptable, Steve, mm-hmm. in the fifties, sixties. You know, uh, so if you did that, you go, oh, that's terrible that you did that. You should you should have not had a no hiring women policy right but so anyway you can't you can't you can't you can't destroy people you know you can't crucify them for for stuff that was kind of you know kind of too absolutely acceptable 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 (laughs) i think the bottom line is i think the bottom line is society uh just continue to strive to be better and uh it would be an exhausting exercise to go back 100 to 150 years and you know, pick off everything that needs to be renamed and everything. Again, if you're presented evidence, you take action. But I'm not going to go looking for it because it would just be an exhausting exercise. Well, or what if, you know, what if someone steps up, whether the guy's alive or not, or a family member steps up, you know, of Lou Martian says, listen, if he were alive today, he would totally regret what he did. It was, he, he there was, the intention was not there. Um, you know, it was, the, it's the way things were in the times. He was nowhere near, uh, smart enough or, or anywhere comfortable enough to say he should, he should step up and be a leader in this sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? So then you're going, okay, well, let's keep the trophy named after the guy, you know, right? Yeah. So All interesting, right, let's, interesting uh, topic. I agree, totally. Um, and I hope we treated it well uh, because I think we both agree that there's no place for that in 2022. Um, well, closer to home, Stevie? Yeah. Closer to home? Then, then um, you know, after what we did on Tigor, or, or I did, uh, I should never be allowed to step out of my house. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, it was a jo- it was a joke, but but yeah, but people are 
people are nailing people who do it as a joke, right? Right. But, yep. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, good Tigor listener from back in the day, Wade Redden. Um, had a chance to chat with him back in the summer and yep. uh, was really inquisitive about how we were doing and stuff. So it was great. And I'm pleased to say that uh, the Sens announced today that Wade Redden will go into the Team Ring of Honor. So congratulations to Wade Redden, Chris Neal, as we mentioned, uh, getting his number 25 retired, Alfie going into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So it's kind of neat big to week. see. Uh, yeah, it's well, big season anyway. And uh, uh, it'll be later in the season that these things occur. But uh, nice to see big the win Sens. would be good. Yeah, so that, they yeah, got one last yeah. night. Big win, yes, four one did. of the four one of the Sabers. But it's uh, you know kind of neat to see the embracing of your alumni. I think that's uh, I think that's critical to any organization. We'll take a timeout. No, no, we'll take our leave. We're done. Uh, yeah, okay. We're done. What, what am I talking about? Actually, we've gone long. Uh, enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. Any suggestions about what you'd like to see up there? Love to hear any suggestions. Any feedback you may have. The email is stevewproject at outlook.com. James, enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.